This is Everything with Allie Levine, hosted by Hollywood mom, celebrity stylist, influencer, and Bravo reality star, Allie Levine. On this podcast, you'll get a mix of, well, literally everything, from motherhood to fashion, lifestyle to spiritual well-being, all real and raw. Allie interviews celebrities, experts, influencers, entrepreneurs, and so much more. Tune in weekly to be inspired, empowered, and entertained. Hi, loves. Welcome back to Everything with Allie Levine. I'm your host, Allie, and I'm so, so excited for today's guest. I have an incredible woman who's become a friend, and I recently connected with her. I have the fabulous Valerie Wyndham, who is known as SoCal Val, and she is an American presenter residing in the UK, recognized for her work in professional wrestling as a manager, ring announcer, and on-air host. She has been featured in several magazine publications, including Pro Wrestling Illustrated, American Salon, and Muscle and Fitness. Her television credits include work as a host for UPN, Marvel Comics, DirecTV, Spike TV, Challenge TV, WWE, and Impact Wrestling for appearances. In addition to maintaining various collaborations, of course, in the fashion shopping influencer scene, she is the current on-air host for FITE TV, which is a combat sports network and screen talker, a film and TV review network. And you guys, she also is a part of the amazing Gaw TV, which I was a guest on recently with the fabulous ladies and they have a podcast as well as show all together. So Valerie, welcome to my show. Thank you so much for having me. We were so honored to have you on our show. So this is so cool to talk to you on your platform. How exciting. Thank you for having me. Oh, you're so welcome. I know I had so much fun with you ladies on God TV. And I was like, I, I had Mickey on, you know, on um, my show. And then she invited me to be on with you guys. And that's how I got to connect with all of you amazing ladies. And I was like, okay, now I got to have each of you on my show to like share your stories, get into it. And I love like, <laughs> I, I love this space because like, it's just like so much fun to collaborate. Exactly. And I think, you know, we, we have similar, um, missions, which is, you know, women supporting women and, you know, uh, entrepreneurs and that kind of stuff. I think it's so cool that, you know, especially in lockdown now, granted, I'm in England now. So lockdown is very much a thing here. You know, we are very much locked down that out of all this, this terrible stuff that's going on, we've actually gotten more creative. And that's why shows like Gaw TV, Grown Ass Women TV, seen every single Wednesday on, uh, on YouTube at 5 p.m. Uh, that's, that's actually got, gotten us to like, actually get more creative and more, um, you know, uh, strong in the sense of like promoting ourselves and promoting our shows. And I don't, I'm not sure even without this lockdown, if we've gotten that excited to do stuff, you know? I know. Isn't it funny how, of course, obviously there's been a lot of craziness, the pandemic and, and sadness, but there has been, I believe, a lot of silver lining across the board for many. I know myself as well. And we've like right. dove into a lot of different creative realms and things that we wouldn't normally do as women because we just don't feel like we have the time to, or like, it's like a question of like, should we, will we really do anything with it? And I love seeing like, there's so many incredible women now, like choosing to be like, no, I'm going to do what I've been thinking of doing and just say like, F it, like I'm going to go for it. And I'm loving right. seeing like leaps of faith into it. So tell us, obviously I was a guest on God TV. I loved it. Tell us a little bit more about God TV, how you decided to create it, you know, with, with Lisa and Mickey and, you know, give us a little, you know, give us a little bit of a background on that. And you, of course, and then I kind of just want to dive into all things. 
how fun. Yeah, no, you, you hit the nail on the head because if it wasn't for the pandemic and for this crazy lockdown that we're having, I'm not sure that we would have had the time and resources to devote to making this show. Like Mickey and I and Lisa, we're all talking about doing this show. And I've always kind of played around with the idea of doing like a weekly show. But because of the pandemic and the lockdowns, we went, you know what, we're, we're actually home to do this and to create this show. And let's do it. You know, we just have to stop overthinking that that's what I feel like is, is a big thing with women I feel like and maybe just it's more my personality that I have all these ideas but we actually just have to go you know what just do it don't like don't overthink it just go out there and do it just hustle and the show came about um in May I think it was May 20th 2020 and we have had such success with it but it's, it's one of those things that again it was a creative effort because we were all home enough, you know, to actually make this show happen. And Mickey and Lisa and I have known each other for years in Impact Wrestling. You know, we've all been in the professional wrestling world for a long time. Like for me, I was with Impact Wrestling for nine years. I was on the independent circuit. Mickey and Lisa are both in the WWE realm, then Impact Wrestling or TNA as they called it back in the day. And we all met through professional wrestling, but we didn't want to make it a professional wrestling show. We wanted it to be a show that was like what we would call a virtual slumber party. You know, it's pajamas, it's cocktails, it's us like hanging out. I always kind of like, I talk about the show meaning like it's inclusive. Like if you were to go to an autograph signing and then after the signing was done, if you were to go upstairs in the hotel room with Lisa and Mickey and I, we'd be there in our pajamas you know, room service, bottle of wine there, talking unfiltered. That's what Gaw TV is. It's just so much fun. As you know, Allie, it was so much fun to talk to you. It's a very girly, unfiltered conversation. And we want it to be very, very inclusive because even wrestling, you know, wrestling is uh, a little more mainstream in the sense that like everybody watches it. You know, it's a very kind of a kind of a guy's show. But this we wanted to, to have a thing where we could make everyone feel inclusive and you're invited to the slumber party. So that's what God TV is. Every single Wednesday at 5 p.m. We're also really interactive with our fans, meaning that when you watch the show, when it premieres every Wednesday at 5 p.m. on YouTube, we're in the, the live YouTube chat room and we're talking with you the entire time about, you know, telling you funny things about how the show came about, you know, giving you our unfiltered opinions. And it's been so much fun to actually have this show be a highlight of the week, especially here in the UK where it is lockdown you know, Wednesday nights are the highlight of my week. You know, we, we, we get to sit around the, the YouTube chat and talk to everybody and just not think about the pandemic, not think about our life's problems. We just get to tune in and have fun, put our pajamas on, grab a cocktail and make it this fun, inclusive thing. So we were so happy to have you on there because you were such a breath, a, a, a fresh uh, perspective on, uh, you know, female empowerment. We have a lot of wrestling friends, obviously being in wrestling, but you having, you know, the celebrity stylist background, the reality TV show background, you were such a breath of fresh air. And we were so happy to have you on there and sort of spread your message of positivity. And the fans were so on board with that. Oh, I love it. I know we had so much fun. We talked about like everything. It was just like you said, it is. It's such a little fun summer party with a cocktail, like just hanging out, talking about uh -huh. all things, getting to get away from everything and just have fun. And you're right. I love that you said that about, you know, just saying like, hey, we're just going to go for it and create this because I feel the same as you. I think as women and especially also myself now, obviously as like a new mom, I think that we have a lot of those like limiting beliefs that we let society put on us and we just allow them to be like overtaking and be like, oh, I'm just not going to do it. Or I just won't have enough time. Right. It won't come out like I want, or I have to spend too much to make perfection and all these excuses but really they're just excuses like you can do anything and you can do whatever you want and look at what you 
guys have created during this time with, you know, Gaw TV, like it's amazing. Yeah. Well, thank oh, First of all, thank you so much. That's so sweet that you would say that. But yeah, it, honestly, it, it's a thing where like, for example, I just did an interview with a, a female empowerment company. They said, you know, what's your best piece of advice? And what would you say to someone wanting to start a business? And I was like, just start now. Stop all this BS about like, well, maybe I'm not good enough or maybe I'll try it later. You know, I'm, I'm very much a procrastinator in terms of my natural personality. I always think, you know, I'll do it later. You can't be like that. If you if you have an idea, just go forth and do it. You can always fine tune it later. But with our show, it was kind of like, let's just start recording it now and figure out where it goes. And thank goodness it's gotten to the point where now we have different, you know, I think the coolest thing about the show is that we have people from all walks of life. Like, again, Ali, you were an amazing interview because you have your brand, you're a mom, you're female empowerment. No one could, you know, ever be the same interview as you. You were so original and genuine and you know but then we have people that are totally different like we had Bryce uh who is a an Atlanta Braves pitcher we have people in wrestling we have you know Joey Thurman a celebrity trainer a male there's different genders different walks of life and we wanted to interview everybody but we wanted to be inclusive and fun and again if people are sitting here listening to this interview going like oh I have this idea just do it don't wait don't try to like overthink it and fine-tune it just do it. And once you do it, everything gets easier from there. You're so right. And I recently heard from another woman I was talking to when we were talking about like also empowerment and just like women, like, you know, getting in their own way. And she said to me, she's like, you know, recently I heard from like a business seminar, they said, you know, when you figure out your why, the what becomes like a non-existent thing. Like, it's like, we all- sit there and think like, oh, but what this, like, what's that? What's this going to be? But it's like, once you figure out your why, like for you ladies, it was like to empower others, to share those Mm -hmm. stories, to like have this place of having fun, but like sharing everyone, like that was your why. And so once you decided like, okay, it's about empowerment, it's about this, about this, then it was like everything else, the what went away and everything else figured itself and aligned. And I've seen that too with so many different projects and different, you know, things I've done in my own business. And you're right. It's like anyone listening, write that down. Like if you have an idea, just start it, like just yeah. do it because just do it. You'll you know, I, 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 I'm such a guilty person. And when it comes to like overthinking, I think, well, this couldn't happen or like, why should I, you know, maybe I'm not qualified enough. F that just F and do it. Just get out there and do it. You know, make, make small changes every single day, make little strides every day. And, you know, the show for us started out very small, but now it's, it's, it's a year later and we've had some amazing guests and we've had some amazing, you know, even more so than amazing guests, we've had feedback where people have been like, Hey, you know what? I'm going through X, Y, and Z. I'm going through all these different things in my life. And your show is a reprieve. It's an escape every Wednesday. That's what we wanted. We wanted it to be something that, Hey, there's a lot going on in the world, but every Wednesday at 5 PM, if you can hang out with us for a little bit and just have a laugh, you know, that that's what we, that's what we're doing that, that our job is done. If you've had a laugh and you feel like you have a little bit of an escape. You know, I love that. Yeah, it's so true. And people need that, you know, more and more right now. And I mean, so Val, like, you know, you, you wear obviously many hats, you know, you have a lot of different projects you work on, you're in a lot of different spaces. How did you wind up like from kind of going back to like more of the beginning of your career in the wrestling world? Like, what did that look like for you? It's so, thank you for asking that. It's, it's very interesting because, you know, I grew up with um, a very sort of entertainment-based family. You know, both of my sisters were in girl groups in like the early, <laughs> I would say the late 90s, early 2000s. And, um, you know, my, my mother was someone that owned dance studios. We were always in sort of an entertainment-based, you know, 
area. Like my mom plays choreographers for like NSYNC. She was always very in that sort of entertainment field. But I knew that singing, dancing was not for me. I always was sort more of an actor type of person. I, I always thought that if I didn't get into professional wrestling, I'd be more of an actress. But then as I was starting to look into acting, I was about 14 years old living in LA, um, hence the SoCal name, SoCal Val. Um, I started going auditions and I thought, you know, I was just so obsessed with wrestling and wrestling to me, I got so hooked on it. Wrestling to me was exactly what I wanted to do because it was acting, but it was sort of on a much more fun scale. It wasn't super serious. It was, you know, it was acting. It was very soap opera, you know, escandalo, like almost like a crazy, you know, Mexican soap opera. And I wanted to be in wrestling and I never wanted to be a wrestler at all by any means. I was, I'm not athletic. I never wanted to be like someone that got in there and like, you know, was scrappy and got hurt. No, that's not for me. But I always wanted to be the person that was involved in the storylines. And so about 15 years old, I started to go to independent wrestling shows in Southern California. And on the message boards in Southern California, they started to go, who's this girl? Like who's, they literally said, and I quote, who's this chick with the legs that's going around <laughs> these shows? Because I was very young. I was wearing short skirts. That's what I always, I was very girly. And I had very long legs. And I said, who's this chick with the legs? And then I started to kind of do shows eventually. My first show was three days after my 16th birthday. And I was, you know, one of the girls, they call it a valet or a manager. And I took the wrestler down to the ring and I was there, you know, their kind of side piece. And I was, you know, a lot of times, which is my favorite thing, I was kind of the, the bitch character. I was, I was the heel, the villain. And I kept doing more and more of those shows. Then eventually when I moved to Orlando, Florida, Impact Wrestling or TNA at the time it was called, came to, Impact, uh, came to Universal Studios in Orlando. And I would show up to every single show with tapes, my resume. I was just there wanting to have a job. And I just kept showing up and I met the right people. And I said, listen, I'll do whatever you guys want me to do. I'll be production assistant. I'll do this, I'll do that. And they gave me these little jobs backstage to do. I did them. And then eventually it translated into on-camera stuff. And then I just kind of built up from there. And I think people, you know, we talk about being female empowering and all that stuff. And I think for me, it was a bit of a hurdle, meaning that I'm a girl that dresses up and is very girly. I had a lot of... Um, adversity in the sense that I think people didn't think I was there for the right reasons they might have thought and I you know I was told this they might they, they thought that maybe I was there to like you know sleep with the wrestlers or you know just be eye candy and it was like no I'm here to like be a part of the show I want to be in the show I want to contribute to the show and eventually the right people Jeremy Borash Mike Weber people like that in Impact Wrestling saw that wow this girl like loves wrestling and she knows her stuff she's done her homework let's give her an opportunity. And so I got to do ring girl. Then I got to be a, a manager. Then I got to eventually be an announcer slash presenter slash host. And I have used those skills from that many years ago to now. And now, you know, I have thrived on those skills that wrestling taught me, which is so cool. And I was again in that company for nine years. I literally grew up in that company, like from 18 to 27, I grew up in that company and I learned so many skills that are, you know, still serving me today. Wow, that's so cool. Thank you for sharing. And I, what I loved about that story was that, you know, like through that whole thing is that you talked about, you know, your perseverance and how you really showed up for yourself and you really showed like, no, I'm here to like learn and I will do anything and I will be a production assistant. I will jump in. I, and I think a lot of times, you know, people look at, you know, women like yourself and others and they think like, oh, you know, they must have just been good at this and, and you know, yep. got into this or, oh, this must just happen and they were cute and then that happened. Like, I love that you really 
really broke it down and they're like, look, they thought that's what I was there for to be able to kind of like skip my way in. But like, I know yeah. I wanted to go in like through the, like the front door, work my way up, like show them I was real, show them I was here for it. And like, look at you, you literally said like you grew up in that company. How cool. Yeah. And thank you so much, by the way, Allie. I mean, you, you totally get it because there were, there was even a time where um, there was a girl that was a production assistant when I first started. And she said to me, I think I was 18 years old at the time. And she said, I'll never forget it. And it's, it, it I've talked about this to um, Lisa and Mickey and it, you know, you don't want to harp on things that people said that were bad or that were, you know, detrimental to your career, but sometimes you have to think about those things because you go, wow, that really was not okay. For example, there was a girl and it was Jessie um, in Impact Wrestling and she was like a production assistant. And she said to me, she literally sat me down and said, you know what, Val, like, you know, you dress up all the time when you come here, meaning I was always in my little suits and like short skirts, like nothing slutty, but like always like very dressed up. And she said, you know, she was in her kind of like more, um, I don't know, production kind of just a little more um, casual, whatever. And she said, if you keep dressing up, none of the guys here are going to respect you. Like nobody's going to take you seriously. No one's going to respect you. And everyone always, you know, will look at you as this sort of frivolous person. And I was so offended by that. And by the way, this person didn't last very long in the company. I ended up lasting for nine years. And this girl, what she said to me was so heartbreaking. And I'll never forget me sitting there and thinking, wow, I'm trying to show up to this job and being dressed up and, you know, being this sort of like, you know, I'm trying to dress like a star. And it was misconstrued by her, nobody else but her. And you will meet people like that when you go into these companies or when you go into whatever genre that you're in. It could be this, it could be anything. And it really, really, she was trying to dim my sparkle is what I'm trying to say. And it was so hurtful. And I was like, wow. And then I eventually went, okay, you know what? It took me a long time to figure out. She was very jealous. She was not, you know, she was not a girl's girl. I would have never said anything like that to a girl that was, you know, doing what I was doing. And I just, it's funny because it stuck with me, but it also made me kind of go, you know what? I'm going to dress the way I want to dress. And if I want to look fashionable backstage as a production assistant, I'm going to do it. And I did it. And eventually I kept getting the opportunities, not because of how I dressed, but because of I, I was there for the right reasons. And I had the right head on my shoulders and I was there to learn. I was like a sponge. I was trying to always, you know, soak in all of these skills I was being taught and I lasted and she did not. So there's, you know, for anyone that's listening, that's getting into an industry where, you know, you're going to run into people that try to kind of dim your sparkle and you cannot listen to that outside noise. You cannot, it's, it's not healthy. Yeah, no, I mean, it's so true. And, you know, th thanks for being vulnerable to share that story because I think anyone listening, you know, there's many, I'm sure that can relate. I know I can, and there are some who haven't experienced it and this will be really helpful because it's true. I mean, sadly, and, you know, we know this as women, you know, a lot of women don't want to uplift you and don't want to yeah. empower you and don't you know they don't they don't see you know that that you can be side by side you know working together and empower each other and support each other they just see like oh there's only one spot and so like I need it and I need to push this person out and it's it's sad because it's like really not true like there's so much room at the table yeah. for everyone if you actually like allow it and you know empower and inspire and collaborate with these different women and it's like that's why I was so grateful when you know I first connected with Mickey and then she was like you have to meet my you know my my ladies and like come on the show and like we all immediately 
hit it off because we all have that, you know, empowerment mentality. I'm like, how can I support you? How can I share this? How can I do that? And, you know, that's how it should be. But you're right. It, it happens so often where yeah. especially the same sex wants to tell you like, you know, you're not good enough or you're doing this right. wrong or shaming you or dimming your sparkle, like you said. And and you have to just know when that happens, like that's exactly what they're doing. Like they, they want to, like you're shining bright. And so yep. they have to dim it because you're shining too bright. Yeah. And uh, honestly, yeah, you hit the nail on the head. It, it, it's the exact, it, that's exactly what happens. And the thing is like, I find that so much more offensive than a guy saying like, you know, I've had guys, there's a, a guy in the company that told me a couple things. He told me one time that I was, you know, uh, I don't get paid to think. And he also told me that um, I am disposable in the company. And that was a guy saying that, but I think what wow. really killed me more, what, yeah, what I think what killed me more though is, is what that girl I just said, what she said, because I thought, you know, she's a girl, she's a girl, I, I'm such a girl's girl that I thought that all women were on my side and it's not always the case. And that's why I tell this story. I don't want it to be a thing where I'm bashing anybody, but I want it to be that, listen, I'm a girl's girl, but sometimes there are girls that, you know, are in your way in terms of they like you just said they feel threatened whatever and it's so sad but you have to look back and go you know what that had nothing to do with me it had absolutely it was not my vibe had nothing to do with me and I just kept persevering and you know doing my job and keeping my head down doing whatever I what I knew was right and listen like I said not, not to like compare but I was in that company for nine years and this girl was there for probably a year not even and the thing is eventually you have to understand that you you have to believe in what you're doing and believe that what you're doing is enough. And for me, I was always, you know, the first one there, the last to leave. That was always my MO. I was always there to do everything I could for the company, contribute in any way. And nine years will show you that I was there for all the right reasons. And it was, it was a wonderful company to work for. I'm so grateful because even now, you know, I, I left about, I think I was 27 years old. Even now, like those skills that I learned in impact wrestling have helped me with fight TV, helped me with ESPN UK, all these other fantastic companies that I work with in the UK. And I learned all those skills when I was younger, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. So let's talk about that. Like, so, you know, you've obviously transitioned into like a lot of other roles and have used your skills to be able to do so and step into all these different hosting and, you know, different projects and all the different things that like you're doing how did you end up, you know, moving into all the projects that you do now and also wind up, you know, in the UK, like all these changes that happened, like how, how did it happen in your journey? Yeah. Well, by the way, Ellie, you're a fantastic host. I just have to say that. Just let me tell you, cause it's, it's, it's weird for me. Cause I'm always the interviewer. So like to be the interviewee is amazing because you're doing an amazing, amazing job. And I thank you for I that. Love you. <laughs> uh, I'm sending you to the biggest kiss, but yeah, um, no, it's, it's a great question because for me, I moved to the UK around 2013 or so. 2014 or so. And my husband's British and, you know, I always, you know, this is a whole nother conversation perhaps, but my husband is, oh God, I'll, I'll cry. He is, you know, when you find someone that that's that you love as much as I love my husband, like you would move mountains for them. You would move in an igloo with them. It's just like wherever they're at, you just go. And thank goodness, my, my I was in the UK quite a bit because my sister is here. Her husband's Irish. She's in a band. Um, I was visiting for years. I've always loved British culture, British history. I, I studied the monarchy, all that stuff uh, for years I have. So it's interesting that I ended up, they, I ended up being here full time. But 
uh, in terms of career, you know, when I moved here, I thought I'm really going to, you know, I don't really want to be in wrestling much anymore. Like I had left impact wrestling and I thought, eh. and then I got into this uh, company called WOS, which is world of sport wrestling, which is on ITV. And it was a huge, huge opportunity. I was the first ever female commentator for a wrestling show. And I am honestly, I don't say this lightly. I know Allie, you don't know me that well, but you could ask Lisa or Mickey, like, I am not somebody that goes, I did a good job on that. Like I always nitpick and I'm like, Oh, I could have done better. This opportunity that I had with WOS, the commentary as a female, I was very, very proud of what I did. It was a great, great opportunity. But then I also was doing um, uh, comic cons. So Showmasters and Monopoly events here in the UK, they were hiring me even before I moved here, um, which is one of the reasons, weirdly enough, that I met my husband. Uh, I was on a comic con um, event and he wasn't at the comic con. People were always like, did you meet your husband at it? I'm like, no, he wasn't like that. He wasn't a fan that came to the comic con. <laughs> that would be way weird, right? I'm like, no. Um, I ended up going to his pub when I was in Milton Keynes. But the point is, I met him while I was in town on a Comic-Con. But I was hired to be, you know, SoCal Val from wrestling and sit there and sign autographs and blah, blah, blah. And when I did these events, I was like, hey, can I start doing like social media videos for you guys? Like, can I do like, hey, guys, you know, Val here, you know, we're at, you know, day two of Comic-Con, interviewing the celebrities, interviewing the brands, the sponsors, the fans. And I eventually got to be, you know, these Comic-Cons, um, I kind of was their roving reporter. And so nowadays, the majority of what I do, or I say do, but at, at the time now it's, it's lockdown. So I, what I used to do, what I hopefully will do in the future is I'm not just going to these comic cons as a person that sits there and sign autographs. I actually uh, do all of the interviews and I host the celebrity panels and, you know, I'm, I'm on stage talking as a presenter all day at these comic cons. So showmasters and monopoly events, um, you know, when, when you go to these comic cons, you'll see me being a roving reporter around the events. I'm hosting the celebrity panels with like people like Elijah Wood and Brendan Fraser and Christina Ricci, these huge stars that I grew up watching, which is so cool. Um, I eventually said to these people like, hey, I appreciate that you're having me on as a celebrity guest signing, but I want to do more. I want to do social media. I want to host the stuff. And now I've made a career, which is so exciting that when I go to these comic cons, I'm there as a host. I'm not there as SoCalVal. I'm there as a Showmasters and Monopoly event host. And I'm the person that lets the, the fans, you know, have an experience like whether it's a celebrity panel or a video. So that's been really, really exciting because it's, it's one thing to sit there and sign autographs. That's great. But I think that's, I think my talents are wasted on that. I'd rather go out and like actually speak, you know? Absolutely. And at first off, so cute what you said about your husband and like, just, you know, <laughs> going and, find, you know, knowing it was him and moving there, like, good for you. You know, I think that's wow. another part of like, just doing it right. It's like, you knew it was, yeah. him, you knew like the life you wanted and you went with him. I mean, look, my husband, you know, Justin, and I married him for, you know, eight and a half years and we know each other for over 10 and, you know, we're from New York. He, he followed me out here. You know, I was like, I'm going to LA to do my styling thing. And he, you know, had never been here in his life and followed me out, you know? So, oh, wow. Yeah. So oh I, God, I love it. that, you know, it's like, it's just, um, it, it's so sweet when you're right, when you find that and it's so rare, it's like, you have to just go for it. And what I love too about you, Val, and like, I knew this about you from doing some research and everything and like getting to be on your show on God TV, but I could just tell like, you're such a go-getter and you're so like, you know, you, you pump yourself up that you keep creating more opportunities, like you sharing that story and saying like, Hey, it was great. I was getting to, you know, be, you know, on these events and I was this character and all these things, but you stepped in and you were like, Hey, 
I have ideas. I want to do this with hosting. I want to help with social media. And you created that. Right. And I think a lot of times, especially women, you know, they sit there and wait for the opportunity, sit there and wait for something to happen. And it's like, no, you have to go for it. You have to create it. You have to envision, you have to want it. You have to let people know what you're thinking. Like you have to put yourself out there. Even if obviously not every answer is going to be yes. It's like, you got to put yourself out there. And that's what I love about your story is like, I love hearing all the different ways that you, you know, transition and switched around your career and all things you continue to build in your own right, because you have asked for them and you have created them. And so you yeah. have been a creator of your own reality. Thank you so much. Now, honestly, that, that's exactly it. You know, I, I, you know what my pet peeve is when somebody says something like, you know, well, it's, it's like their, their, their mindset is that they're sort of waiting like, oh, they'll call me or oh, they're going to knock on my door. Girl, no, they're not. F that. You need to knock that door down. You need to make sure that you are, you know, going above and beyond. And I always use the word hustling, be a hustler. And I know that that's how you are. I, I could, I could tell that from two seconds of, of, of looking at your Instagram page. Um, and Lisa's the same way and Mickey's the same way. You have to be a hustler, never sleep, never wait for someone to, you know, knock on your door for some effing opportunity. Absolutely not. You go get it. Like I said, it was so wonderful to be there and be signing autographs like, oh, thanks. But I want to be the person that is, is more valuable to a company where I'm doing your social media videos and I'm a host. And let, let's be honest. It's not just that like you're looking out for a company, you're looking out for yourself. Like, is it going to look good on my resume that I'm the one hosting these comic cons? Like I'm a brand, you know, and I have to say, um, I know she's had a lot of like polarizing opinions in uh, recent tweets and all this thing, these things, but Tyra Bank. Tyra Banks is somebody that I really look up to in the terms of that she's always told people to be their own brand. And she was the first person to ever use that term that you are your own brand. You are the Alley brand. I am the Val brand. We are our own, you know, creators of our own destiny. And no one's, you know, we create our own shows. We create our own, you know, content. This is the, the new way forward. And I'm so proud of you for what all of, that you've done. And I'm so proud of Lisa and Mickey and I for doing this show that we can feature people like you that like you just said, we're not waiting for anybody to give us some opportunity. F that we're making the opportunities for ourselves, period. We're creating it. Yes. I love that. And anyone listening, like write that down. Like you are creating your reality. Like you go for it. You create it. You knock down the door. You don't sit Mm -hmm. there and you're right. It's like, you know, there, there's like this misconception, like you said, of like, you just sit there and like, oh, it's going to come or like, oh, you know, they're going to knock on my door. It's like, no, they're not like, yeah, there's opportunities that of course are going to come in. You're going to get calls. You're going to get emails, whatever. But for the things like, you know, that you're describing in your own career and the things that you've done, like you asked for it, like you said, like, yep. Hey, this is what I want to create. This is what I want to do. I want to level up from what I'm already doing. I want to take my skill set and build this out. And you are a creator of your own reality. And I love that, Val, because there's, you know, so many people who sit in, you know, and I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, that's rude. But it's true. People sit in their own shit and they play the victim and they sit there and why is this happening for me? Why is so much going on around me? I'm doing all these things. And it's like, but the one thing you're not doing is putting yourself forward. Like I always tell people when they ask me questions or like when I do little like, you know, business talks, I tell people the only one stopping you is you. And that was a hard reality I had to get around. And like, I had to get around for myself too. And I still have moments where like, I'll, you know, self-doubt myself and I'll give myself those limiting beliefs. And I'd be like, snap out of it, Allie, and like move forward, you know? And it's hard, you know? And obviously you're an entrepreneur too. And as you said, you're a hustler. What would you share with people listening that like, you know, what would be some tips that you feel like have helped you to continue to move forward, create your own reality and like stay in this, you know, hustling mindset as an entrepreneur. 
It's a great question. And, and again, that's probably why we connect so much because num number one, I'll say this, I can't, I can't even like, it literally makes my skin crawl. I can't stand when, especially women um, or creators of any kind are comparing themselves to other creators. It's absolutely insane. No one is like you, but you, you know, be yourself. Everybody else is taken. That's a great piece of advice, meaning that, you know, it's funny because here's an example. I went on a blogger event here in Milton Keynes and I, um, right about north of London and the girls were like I said hey let's do a video so I just put my camera phone up to my face and said hey guys we're here with blah 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 now I, I understand that I'm going to be a little more comfortable on camera I've been a host for many many years but I would say about maybe six out of eight of the girls were like how did you do that? Like, weren't you nervous, blah, blah, being on camera? And I was like, you have to just keep doing it. So it's not a thing that like, I took some class and I ended up being great on camera. Just keep doing it. It's experience, whether it's modeling, whether it's actually being on camera, film yourself as if everybody is watching. That's a huge, huge, huge thing. The reason that I'm comfortable on camera and I'm like, you can't see me, but I'm actually doing this thing up. Like I'm, I'm doing quotations in my, in my, um, like to myself, <laughs> you know, when you have this phone in front of your face, you have to be comfortable. Film yourself doing all kinds of things. You have to fake it till you make it. I don't care if there's one person watching or a million watching. You have to just get comfortable being on camera and stop overthinking things. If you want to be a presenter, an influencer, all that stuff, just do it. Fake it, fake it till you make it. And it's just, you know, I, I think a lot of people, the more and more I talk to, especially girls that want to be influencer, influencers or hosts, they go, well, you know, I'd love to be like so-and-so, but she has so many followers. Like, why are you looking at how many followers she has? She's her own, she's her own thing. You have, you know, no, every, everything that you have is unique to you. The way that you speak, the way that you look, the way that you present things is unique to you. And that's your brand, period. So just do it. Do it as if no one's watching. Film yourself practice makes perfect and even when i was younger like before i had people actually watching me doing stuff i was creating my own cooking shows i was creating my own fashion shows whatever i was putting myself on film to like you know and then i obviously i watch it back which is also very very cringy and terrible because you think oh god i don't like how i announce this or i don't like how i pronounce this or my hair looks crazy <laughs> you can't be too hard on yourself but you do have to just film yourself all the time and then watch it back and make your own little adjustments don't be too hard on yourself number one number two do not ever compare yourself to anybody else and number three film yourself do all this stuff on your own and just get it done stop this whole i'm sorry to, to curse but it's, it's such bullshit to go Oh, I'll start a series later or I'll start. No, do it now. Do it now. If you no, have right. passion it, about it, it, do it. Yeah, you're right. It is bullshit. Cause it's like, you just, again, you sit there in the victim mentality and are like, Oh, why not me? And I'm just watching. And you're right. I love that you said that about don't compare that yep. comparison is literally like comparison. I mean, it's literally the definition is the thief of joy. Like you literally yep. take away everything from yourself when you compare and look like, you know, I have definitely been there several times and I have to catch myself even certain times on social media where I'll look at an account and I'll like love what they're doing. And then it goes from like loving what they're doing, getting inspiration to actually then like comparing and giving myself like, no and it gets negative, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. It gets it's negative. A weird negative space. Like there's some people that I loved watching. Like, I don't know if you remember this at all. You actually might Allie. And I love talking to an American because no offense. I live over here and I'm like, Americans don't understand. Uh, you know, UK people don't understand. There's a girl named Courtney Kerr and she was on a show called um, Courtney loves Dallas. She was one oh, of the yeah. first. Do you know who she is? Yes. 
she was one of the first bloggers and probably the first bloggers I ever saw. And I was like, she is so, she's so charismatic on camera. She's great. I still watch her. I love her. I don't try to be her, but I think, wow, she inspires me to do what I do. There's a girl here in, um, in the UK. You would love her, Allie. Her name is Lorna Lux. She's fantastic. She seems very genuine on camera. Seems like a nice girl. There are so many people that I love watching and I want to emulate in the sense that like, I like how genuine they are, but I'm not trying to be Lorna Lux. I'm not trying to be Courtney Kerr. I just go, wow, I like what they're doing and I appreciate that. And there's so many bloggers that I appreciate and I love, but I don't try to compare myself to them. I go, wow, I love what they do, but I'd like for it to be my own Val brand, you know? And you have to stop comparing. And what's weird is I talked to so many girls, especially younger girls that, they follow the same accounts that I do, but they don't have that same idea. They don't go, well, I love what she does and she's great and I love her and that's it. They go, I'm never going to be as good as her. I'm like, why would you think that? You're never going to be her because you aren't her. You're you. Isn't that wonderful? You're different than her. Like, you know what I mean? You have to like be, be true in yourself, you know, film yourself. Like I said, just get it going. Everyone just goes, oh, I'm going to wait till this. I'm going to wait till it. Just do it. Just do it now, period. Yes. Oh my gosh. I love that. It, it's so true. And, you know, I, I love you saying that Val, because so many just sit there and like, wait, or you're right. They compare or I'm never going to be. And it's yeah. such a big message, especially for young you know, women that listen to my you know show and everything that like, you know, don't compare and don't say to yourself and set yourself yeah. up for failure that you're not going to be Val or someone else that you're following. It's, it's not about that. As Val said, it's about you and who you are. Yeah. And like, we are all uniquely ourselves and how beautiful is that who wants to be a carbon copy of the other person not me you know 1000 and not only that but like let me tell you girl like i'm so sick of this like perfect like for example um my, my decorator lady came over and i said this sounds a bit pretentious decorator whatever but we're redoing our lounge and we were talking about how she's helped all these bloggers come in and do all these things and i'm like i gotta tell you i'm so sick of this effing again i'm doing the air quotations you can't see the perfect like everything's gray everything's yeah. white everything's pristine I don't like that. Like, I'd rather someone come on and be like, hey, I'm having a horrible day. Or, hey, I thought this was going to work and it didn't. I want you to be real with me. I don't want it to be this perfect, pristine house that you're decorating. I don't want it to be this perfect, pristine makeup that you're doing. That's all. If it's perfect, great. But some days I want to come on my Instagram and go, hey, guys, I tried to do winged eyeliner for 12 hours and I couldn't effing do it. I look like this. I look crazy. That's life. You know, the imperfection is what makes people um, relatable. And I love that. Like, I don't want to be the person that's like perfect all the time. I'm like, yeah, we use filters here and there and we do these things, whatever. But if I'm having a bad day, I'm not going to go, hi guys, everything's wonderful. F that. I'll go, Hey guys, I've had a really bad week. How about you? I need more coffee, you know? Yeah. And it's like that perfectly imperfect, right? It's like nobody, like nobody, no matter what they think is perfect. And it's like, you're right. I, I agree. There needs to be more realness and more authenticity. And I always, listen, I have unfollowed so many accounts over the years because I'm like, this is just not healthy for me. I'm literally like looking at these pictures and comparing for no reason. And they're yep. not, they're not actually showing the realness. They're not showing like what's actually happening. It's all perfect. And like, good for them. Yeah. If that's what they want to, you know, want their quote unquote brand to be. But at the same time, like you're, you're right. People do, I think, especially now with pandemic and the world sh- like has shifted. I think people are starting to really want more real and they want to see yep. like this, the realness of what's happening. Like you said, there's wing eyeliner or things are a mess. Like with me, it's like, you know, my messy home with the two girls, like crazy. Like it's just because that's life. And, it, and it's like, oh, I'm not alone because like you're in it too in your own vulnerable way versus like, oh my God, 
your home always looks perfect. Your children always look perfect. Why am I a 24 seven hot mess? Totally. Totally. And what a bunch of bullshit. Nobody's perfect. Anytime it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's not, it's an unattainable thing. It's weird. And I'm just so grateful that Mickey introduced me to you because I've seen your Instagram stories where you might be having a bad day and you tell us about it. Like, that's why I love your Instagram stories. You are there, you're real. And I think it gives people hope because I can't stand, like you said, I've unfollowed people too, where it's like, nobody's perfect 24 seven. That's not only is it not real, it's not even fun. It's not even fun to watch. I don't want to watch that. I want to have it be like, oh my God, someone is hung over today or someone has, you know, some drama, you know, for me, for example, I've, I've had a couple of days where I've taken off the of social media and be like, are you okay? And I'm like, you know what? I'm allowed to take, we talked about this on yes, our show. Thank you. I'm yes. allowed to take a couple of days off, whether I explain why or not, it's my effing business. I'm allowed to take some days off of social media, period. That's me today. Honestly, I love it. You said that That's me today. It's like, you know, it's a Saturday we're recording. I like, I'm doing mostly family stuff, but I obviously like wanted to fit in the recording with you, but I didn't want to get on social today. Like I'm just, I just was exhausted when I woke up. My head just felt like heavy with stuff from posting yesterday and engagement and everything else. And I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll get on this evening, but like, I'm not going to get on today. And I've already had texts where like, you didn't, you're not on today. Like what's going on? And I'm like, no, no because Isn't I'm not annoying. Like I had a guy friend of mine say like, if you're not on social media, I think you're either dead or getting laid. And I'm like, well, I'm not dead. So, Hey, make your own assumption. <laughs> I love it. I mean, at least it's a good assumption, but no, you're right. It's like, you have to like teach people more and more with this social media culture that like, yes, you feel like you're a part of this person's life. Yes. You are getting to see a lot, but a lot doesn't also get shown. And a lot is allowed to also not be seen and be off and take a break and choose, you know what? I need a few days off. Like I had Tim Kennedy on my, um, from MMA on my podcast the other day. And he said, he's like, I took five days off last week because I was so yeah. exhausted from doing so much he's like I came back and people were like where were you what happened you know and he's not like, so weird it's like that, that, that like, and you never know like the thing is like what if somebody just goes you know what I don't feel like doing social media today or it could be that oh my god they have a death in the family whatever it is like you need to respect people's time away from social media period and, and, and I, I guess I'm very guilty and I'm actually glad we're, talk, glad we're talking about this because I you know one of my new year's resolutions a few years ago was like to stop being a people pleaser and explaining too much meaning if I'm on if I'm off social media for a few days I don't think that I need to have the you know I, I don't think I should have the need to go this is why I was off it's my business Right. You know, if I was off for three days, it could be something really great, something really bad. It could just be that I didn't feel like doing it. I'm not, I don't, I have no need to actually say to you why I was off social media. It's my choice, right? Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And I, and I agree with you. And, and I love that you said about the people pleasing, because I think a lot of us, you know, in the space and when you're the public eye and, you know, entrepreneur route, you do get, I know myself heavily, get pulled into with, you know, your community and your followers and even friends and family and all the people around you, you get into that pulled in people pleasing and it becomes toxic. I know for me, it's become heavily toxic, something that I have continually have to work on to continue to remind myself that I'm not going to allow myself to people please and I'm going to please myself. 1000%. And I think that that's something that people need to practice. They need to understand that like you owe no one any explanation, no matter what. And like I said, that would just happen to be a really random New Year's resolution between my girlfriend and I. We were talking about what can we improve on? You know, what, what do we want to do better? And I said, I'm a people pleaser in this sense, even like when it comes to real life, like when I say people pleaser, I mean like, hey, I can't make it to lunch. And they want to know, well, why? What? 
it's, it's, you know, I have to say no sometimes. Saying no is a really, really big thing for me because I'm, I was always kind of the teacher's pet in school and I'm such a, you know, I was raised to be a very good girl. And I have to stop falling all over myself to apologize, whether it's missing a lunch or not being on social media. This is my own life and my own time. And I don't need you to get into it. You know what I mean? Like, that's what's so weird. Amen. I think social media forces us to be, it forces us to be, I think, too personal and too open. And that sometimes can be really, really unhealthy. Oh, absolutely. And, and I, amen to what you said of like, it's, you know, it's your business and it's what you're doing and choosing to do. And it's like the same thing with, you know, with me, when people say to me, like, oh, we don't share, you know, so much about, you know, your marriage and your husband, like you do, it's just more about like motherhood and lifestyle and fashion. It's like, well, I, I don't have to cover every single subject just because I'm an influencer in this space. Like right. I choose what to share. I choose, and I'm very, I mean, you know, I'm very vulnerable in my space and I'm very open, but I have to keep some things to me. Like there's gotta Holly, be oh my God. Level this, this is, privacy, yeah. you know? This is why I think you and I get along so well, which by the way, P.S., can we best, can we like be best friends? Like as oh, of we, now? We're totally best friends, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, cause I'm the same way. Like I, I get very protective like I'm very mama bear about like my separate life outside of wrestling. I love my husband. My husband has been on God TV before here and there, but like, I'm the kind of person like you can come after me, but if you come after my husband, my real life, my real family, I will like, I flip out. I can't, I, I get very protective and I think that's okay. Like, I don't want to always share things like in God TV, for example, we have my birthday coming, my birthday episode coming up next week. And you know, yeah, it's, 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 it's going to be so cute. It's so great. But like, I was talking to the girls about how like even people singing happy birthday to me in person is weird to me. And it's like, well, you, you know, you announce in front of like thousands and thousands of people in a stadium, but I'm like, yeah, but that's Val. She's announcing all this stuff. I'm like, that's my character. You know, me personally, I don't like being sung happy birthday to, and I don't like my husband and my real life family being too out in the personal world because I'm so protective because again, people can come after me and say whatever they want. But like, if you get into my family or my husband, I'll absolutely like, I can't, I, I won't, I'm so protective. And I think that's okay. Like you said, you don't need to give them every detail of your life. You know, like I'm very protective and I think it's a good thing. I think it's a very secure thing to want to have that distance between your social media influencer life and then you at home with your family, period. Yeah, I completely agree with you. And I think too, you know, with that being said, like I've also had to learn that like not being on, you know, 24 seven and just like giving snippets of the day and still giving, you know, so much that they feel like they know what's obviously going on and they're seeing my stories. And like, I mean, you, you know, watch my stories. I'm like, I post a lot and I share a lot, but I also am not on all day long. When I first started, like, I remember like I had no idea how to create, you know, those personal boundaries and I was totally people pleasing and I was posting and sharing story after story for hours on hours. And I had no privacy. And it was just literally like, oh, just here's everything I'm doing, like from getting a stupid drink to sitting down. Yeah. It was like, come on. Like, it just became like, this is ridiculous. Like pick and choose, oh like God. you said, like, what's your brand? What do you want to share? What do you not want to share? And then like decide those things. And obviously you can always change your mind, but like, it's your choice. It's not about what people want from yep. you. It's about what you want to deliver. Yes, ma'am. And honestly, you, you have such a fantastic, um, well-rounded grasp on what it should be because there needs to be a, a separation between real life and not but you know you're sharing enough that you know I think it's so wonderful that you're sharing your, your mommy stuff like I've always said like if I were to have kids in the next few years whatever I'd love to look at mommy blogs and understand 
that's not my life right now. But when I would want to do it, I'd want to look at people like you that would go, okay, she's been there before. Isn't that wonderful? But at the same time, whatever you don't feel comfortable sharing, you don't effing share it. That That's your personal preference. And don't you, and, and if anyone's listening, doing social media or influencer or stuff, don't you ever let someone think, or, you know, don't you ever let the idea that, you know, I should be sharing more. It's your choice. That's the beauty of social media. You can choose what you want to share and what you don't want to share. And that's your own personal choice. There are some people that I follow that I think, actually, I feel a little uncomfortable watching. They're sharing too much. Or sometimes I think, why aren't they sharing more? But that's their choice. And for me, I know what I'm comfortable sharing and what I'm not comfortable sharing. And even the Gaw TV girls, Lisa and Mickey, you know, Mickey, I love her to death. She's got a little son, uh, you know, baby D, and we love him. I commend her on that, but I think to myself, like, I don't know how I would feel about sharing a child, you know, them on camera. Lisa talks about her boyfriend and this and that, Uh, you know, we all have different levels of what we think is comfortable. And that's, I think feminism, you know, if we're going to talk about that, feminism and, you know, women supporting women, it has to be a thing where I'm tolerant of what you want us to share and what feels comfortable to you. And you have to be tolerant of what I want to share, period. And that's what we do at God TV. And then you obviously, you know, extension of God TV you and I are the same. We're like, whatever you want to share, I tolerate whatever, whatever I want to share. I, you know, you tolerate that. And we have to be very supportive in everyone's um, level of what they want to share and what they don't, because it's everyone's personal preference, period. And how often they want to use social media. Like we said, if you want to take a break, you take a break. If you don't, if you want to be on every second, that's your choice, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Well, and, and two, like, obviously, like, you said like you know if, if you're going to talk about like you know quote unquote feminism it's like it really it like the idea of it not like what it's become it, in, my, in my opinion um is you know it's it's about that empowerment it's about that uplifting that supporting and that no judgment and knowing that like everyone has a different life experience and you don't know it and you're not going to most likely know it and so like you should just be from a space of not judge, judging and be like i'm here to uplift and empower because that's yep. what women are supposed to do for each other, not tear each other down. Right. A hundred percent. And not tear each other down. Like you just said, so, so poignantly. And also to not judge everyone's tolerance is different. You know, like if someone shares more than you share, that's their journey. If someone doesn't share as much, that's their journey. If someone wants to, you know, dress this way or talk this way, it's tolerance. I think feminism is tolerance. And it has to be, when we say women supporting women, we mean women supporting women in so many different genres and so many different ways. And we're all different in the sense of what we're comfortable sharing and what we're not period. And we have to just stay strong and be, you know, tolerant of everybody's opinions. And that's it. Like that's, it's, it's very fucking simple. Um, No, you're fine. I I completely agree with you. You know, it's like when I posted for international women's day, you know, I posted my, you know, one of my pregnancy, you know, maternity photos, you know, being pregnant um, with Amelia, you know, like from a few years ago. And I had some super nice comments on it. And then I also had so many trolls who were like, Oh, well, you're not including all women in this and this. And I was like, Oh, Jesus. Come on. I'm talking about like my personal experience, like my view of like what being a woman is to me of like, having, you know, a baby, being pregnant, like the things that I really like went through in my own motherhood journey that have helped shape me and change me into who I am as a woman now, like that's what I'm speaking to. That's my life experience. I just thought it was ridiculous that there was just like hate and trolls and just nasty comments. It's it's, it's your page. It's your Instagram. If you don't like it, unfollow. Like Mickey and I talk about that a lot. She always jokes about how her, her favorite you know, a button is the block button. If you don't like it, unfollow me. I'm fine with that. We're fine with that. If you don't like it, if you don't think this is part of your, you know, whatever, 
unfollow. It, it, that is your Instagram page, Ellie. That is your brand. And if somebody doesn't like it, girl, boy, bye. That's it. Right. I, I, you. And I think yeah. you're doing you beautifully. Let me tell you. Oh, thank you, babe. Well, I, I appreciate you. And like, you know, I appreciate women, you know, like you that are constantly uplifting and supporting and empowering and they, they walk the walk and they, and they, you know, and they pre, you know, they practice what they preach, you know, it's like people will talk all about supporting, but that was like, for me, such a perfect example of like, everyone wants to talk about, you know, International Women's Day where support, support, but then in the, all the attack that came and I'm like, well, no, you're not actually supporting, you know, it's like, yeah, it's so sad. And like, think about it. Like we deal with enough crap, like being women, like, as opposed to, you know, the misogyny and all the stuff that goes on. If women can't support other women, like that, that's shocking to me. I have always, here's the thing. I have always been such a girl's girl. And it's funny because then I ended up being in industry wrestling where it's a guy's world. And actually I have a lot more guy friends in wrestling, but I was raised by a single mom. I have two older sisters, whatever you want to blame it on. I am a girl's girl. I was raised to be a girl's girl, period. And I have tons of girlfriends and I am like a steadfast friend and I am a girl's girl. But at the same time, that's why I think it makes me so upsetting, makes me so upset when like somebody, you know, comes after another woman. It's like, we have enough to deal with in our, in our journey of being women in this world. So if we can't just join together in our own feminism, like that's really scary. So I agree with I just, you. I, I'm not trying to like sit here and blow smoke, but I just think it's so cool what you do, what your mission is that you're supporting other women. That's why we're so happy to have you on the show because we are all about that. And there will never be um, a, a better time than now to go, Hey, we're women. We support other women and let's band together and like, you know, let our voices be heard. And I'm so proud uh, that you do that every single day. I love that. Oh my gosh. So true. Well, and so to that note, like as we're wrapping things up here, what do you have going on now that everyone can go and support? What would you want people to check out from you that you do, you know, with your pages and everything you share, like, you know, what would you like to leave us with? And of course, tell them what you want them to check out and support and go and follow and all that good stuff. Oh, wonderful. Thank you so much. Well, we have Gaw TV, which is GAWTV.com. Um, you know, we're on YouTube every single Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, but we actually just started as, as like, I'm talking like a week ago, just started something called WrestleMania. So if there are not any in wrestling fans in here, WrestleMania is the biggest event of the year. It's our Super Bowl of wrestling. We're all from wrestling. So this is kind of our deal. Uh, WrestleMania is uh, the auction of celebrity worn and autographed dresses from various women in professional wrestling all these strong fantastic boss babes have donated their dresses uh to a great cause which is girl up it's girlup.org they're helping wonderful you know they're doing wonderful things for young women and you know every single year dresslemania is going to be a thing we want it to be more of an in-person event like cocktail party runway show obviously this year it has to be a virtual event but basically all of our fantastic famous friends in wrestling are donating their dresses uh, and the cause is, is Girl Up. It's going to go to an amazing cause that's female empowerment based. And we'll be talking about it a lot on God TV. But again, GawTV.com is where you can find out how you can donate. Even if you don't want to buy an autographed worn dress by our fantastic uh, girls in wrestling, you can pledge, you can donate, and you can help the cause. But it's, it's sort of our way to give back. And again, we talked about female empowerment. This is the ultimate way that we can give back and use this WrestleMania, which is the biggest, like it's, our, it's like our Super Bowl of the year. It's our way to sort of get female empowerment at the forefront and everyone can donate their time and money to this amazing cause. So Dresselmania is a big thing to look forward to. And again, GawTV, GAWTV.com is where you can find all the information. Amazing. And girl, pimp yourself out where they can follow you and find you too. <laughs> Hang on. Let me just pimp myself out real quick. Um, <laughs> I am on Twitter at SoCal. <laughs> 
you know we love doing that uh at socal valerie on twitter official socal val on instagram valerie windham socal val you can find me i'm very very active on social media always help my girls out Allie, mickey lisa all my girls we're just so happy that you guys are on board with us and Allie, thank you so much for having me you are an absolute star you should be so proud of yourself Oh, I love you. You're so sweet. This was so much fun. I loved everything we talked about. Guys, everything will be in the show notes for to find Val and follow her. Definitely do so. You will have so much fun checking out all the things that she is about empowerment and even fashion. We didn't even get into that. I would have her back to talk just fashion because she is obsessed with fashion and reality TV. <laughs> God, let's do like a weekly show. What have we been doing? Let's talk about skirts and scarves and things, girl. Oh my God. Yeah, we'll have to have you back and talk all about it. Val, thank you so much for being here and just, you know, being so, you know, empowering and strong. And guys, is anything you took away from the show? There were so many gems, but truly, you know, like she said, just go for it. Don't question yourself. Create your own reality. Until next time, guys. Cheers. Bye. Thanks for listening to Everything with Allie Levine. If you loved this episode, please leave a review, screenshot this episode, tell a friend, tag us on social media, subscribe, tune in weekly for new episodes, and to continuously be uplifted, empowered, and inspired.